In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about another very versatile strategy called card talk. And I'll talk to you a little bit about how to make that work in your classroom, as well as how to use card talk when you're not really comfortable just talking about whatever comes up in class so that you'll be able to get the students' cards and bring them home or use them during your prep period to plan out some vocabulary that you might use in case you're like me and you don't always like to be put on the spot with your not-so-stellar language skills in the language that you teach. I'll also talk a little bit about how to use the students' cards that you don't get to by using a kid grid so that you can process everybody's cards and not like have people be feeling left out, but also not let the activity drag on and on and on as you try to talk about 38 kids' cards all in a row. So let's go. Card talk is another one of those strategies that you can use again and again and again throughout the whole entire year. So when I first learned about card talk, I only used it at the very beginning of the year. In fact, card talk is what I call what Ben Slavic used to call circling with balls. I remember, and that was a strategy that he used like with sports balls at the beginning of the year to talk about what kids prefer, like to build community in your classroom. It's a great strategy. But the name was always a little awkward. So I remember one day I was actually in the car riding around with Ben and I said, we should call it something else. Hmm, what could we call it? And there's like picture talk, movie talk, all these talks. I was like, well, look, they're right on cards. We should call it car talk. So we changed the name to car talk. And then as I started working more and more with car talk, I started to realize that it wasn't just good for building community and talking about what we like to do at the beginning of the year, but it could actually be used throughout the year. and angle what's on the cards towards various topics and various genres like description, narration, argumentation, opinion. And so I started to really play around with it and came up with this idea of academic card talk. So I'm going to read to you from Stepping Stones Year One and Beyond uh, how to do um, academic card talk and card talk. Card talk, basic preferences. This is a good way to learn students' names and to build community as students learn about each other's preferences. If your class has already done card talk in previous years, you might move on to the best or worst card talk, as described in a later section of this chapter. You'll most likely not get through everybody's cards as part of the card talk activity, because that tends to get rather boring, unless you have a small group or they're exceptionally interested in each other. However, you can continue to use the cards throughout the month or even later in the year, to do other guided oral input activities, such as the mysterious person game or bundled card talk, which are discussed separately in this chapter. You can also use the information that you learn about your students to fill in more information on your kid grid. On a piece of 8.5 by 11 cardstock or just plain paper, you have your students write their names or the name they want to be called in your class in marker. Have them make a large, simple sketch of one thing that they like. As students work, it's a good idea to circulate and look for the first couple cards that you will incorporate into the discussion, and also to verify with students that you know what it is that they sketched, if there's any doubt in your mind what they intended to convey. When looking for the first cards to discuss, you're advised to look for students who appear to need extra attention to be included in the group, or students who have a hard time focusing. 
Often, making these students famous for their cards can go a long way towards laying down positive relationships for the year. It's best if you can find two to three students' cards to talk about, beginning with one card and then rather quickly adding the second and perhaps the third into the conversation. The best way to find these cards is to look for two or three students who draw the same thing, like football, or closely related things that are different, like football and soccer. Although you will have the cards pre-selected in your mind, you begin by pretending that you just happen to select the first student's card. Ask the class to look at the card using the gesture for look and teaching that if need be, perhaps using the formula, look means look, show me look, show me think, show me look. In French, that would sound like this. Regardez means look. Show me, regardez. Show me, pensez. Show me, regardez. And that example assumes that they've already learned the word think. So you're just kind of cycling through some things they already know. Announce to the class that the student likes the activity or item on the card. Teaching a gesture for likes, perhaps using the formula, likes means likes. Show me likes. Show me think. Show me look. Show me likes. So in French, that sounds like this. Emmy or M means likes. Show me M. Show me pense. Show me regard. Show me M. And you'll notice that the first time when I was giving a command to the whole class, I was using the uh, form regarder. And then when I started with this student likes that, that's M. So it's not M-A. It's M. So I would cycle through the rest of the verbs using that same conjugated form. So M means likes. Show me M. Show me pense. Show me regard. Show me M. So that they're hearing the way those all sound together in that conjugated form. So you announce to the class that the students like that the student likes they, that activity or item on the card. So teaching a gesture for likes. Using the drawing to support comprehension or of the activity or item that the student likes. So you can simply just point to that as you show it to the class. It's a good idea to quickly move on to a second student's card, sort of pretending that you're completely taken by surprise that another student also likes the same thing. Or conversely, sort of pretending that you're shocked on behalf of the first student that someone else in class has a different favorite spot or animal or book or film or food. Pick up that student's card and announce to the class that the second student likes or prefers what is pictured on their card. Once two or three students' ideas have been established, you can move on to polling the rest of the class to see who also shares those same opinions. Even if the rest of the class didn't draw anything having to do with the topic of the first three cards, they will most likely have an opinion on the topic of those cards. You can ask who likes it, who loves it, who doesn't like it, who hates it, you might need to assign a gesture for those various feelings as you discuss. You can build suspense and emotional engagement by good-naturedly asking the students whose cards you're discussing to look at the class as they have their hands raised and coach them to react in mock astonishment, saying things like, Sean and Jeanette, look at the class. Soccer is very popular. One, two, three, uh, 14 people love soccer too. Or Kelvin, look at the class. Only one other person likes Harry Potter. You can ask follow-up questions of the original students or of those who raised their hands, perhaps finding out the name of their dog or their favorite restaurant where they eat the food they drew or their favorite soccer team 
or if anybody else in the class is on their soccer team, please be advised to carefully and clearly establish meaning whenever you question an individual student, especially at the beginning of the year. One easy and supportive way is to almost ask a question of the individual student, then stop yourself and ask the class in question in general, in English, what am I asking Kelvin? And then repeat the question to Kelvin once the class has verified the meaning of the question. This ensures that the individual student whom you're questioning is not embarrassed by not understanding the question. So in French with Kelvin, who likes Harry Potter, it would sound something like this. Hey, Kelvin, quel livre est ton favori? Hey class, what am I asking Kelvin? What book is his favorite? Kelvin, quel livre est ton favori? So Kelvin already knows that you're asking that question because everybody else, or maybe even just a half the class or a few kids, have verified that question for him. And then you're also repeating it so anybody, including maybe Kelvin, who didn't understand the question the first time, hears it again in French or whatever language. At any time that the first topic starts to feel flat, it's advised to move on to another topic by selecting another card. If you do this with a light touch, no one will ever expect that the discussion was beginning to grow stale. Simply replace the first student's cards, perhaps have the class applaud for them, look around the room, and with as dramatic a flourish as you can muster, pick up another student's quote, quote, fascinating card. If your students have already done card talk and you want a new topic for this beginning of the year basic card talk, you can have the students draw their secret talents or something they like and they think everybody else probably hates or something they know a lot about that others don't usually know much about, etc. These more mysterious topics can heighten the interest in this activity, especially if your students are already well acquainted with each other from past years together in your class. Car talk with the best and worst. This variation on car talk introduces more information into the conversation from the get-go, because each student sketches two related things, one the best and one the worst. You can ask students to sketch about any topic, the best and worst day of their summer break, the best and worst show, the best and worst animals, the best and worst school subject, the best and worst food, the best and worst social media apps, etc. As with any strategy that elicits personal information, you can add the facts of the day's discussion to the kid grid during scaffolded oral review. I'll talk more about the kid grid in the next episode. Just as with regular card talk, it's best to mentally pre-select two or three cards that are related in some way. Perhaps they've both drawn the same food, but one student asserts it's the best and the other considers it the worst. Or they have the same best animal, but different worst animals. This helps deepen the conversation and the interest in the topic. Again, you'll want to involve the rest of the class in the conversation after just a few statements regarding the first student or students by asking through a show of hands who also thinks that pizza is the best and who thinks pizza is not the best and who thinks pizza is the worst, as if that would ever happen. But you never know, I guess. Then you can have the original students look at their classmates' opinion and model mock astonishment at those who share their opinion or disagree with them.
hey, guess what? You need to send me a message. So here I am turning out these podcast episodes, but I really want to hear back from you. I want to hear what you have to say, what you think, what you wonder, what you want me to record later, your questions, your reactions, your advice, whatever you want to let me know. And I'll even bribe you. So by the end of the month, whatever month you are in right now, I will pick one person who has sent me a voice message and I will let them have anything at all that they want from our online school. That's anything you want, like literally anything, anything you want, any one thing that you want, you can have it from our online school. So if you want to go check out all the things that you could pick from, you can go to ci-liftoff.teachable.com. So you can go check it out there. So how do you send me a message? Well, I'm glad you asked. So all you got to do is hit the button that says send me a message, or you can go to anchor.fm slash curriculum club slash message and type in a message or record a message for me there. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I really want to hear what your thoughts, your reactions, your questions, and what you want to hear from me later. Thanks a lot, and see you later. Academic Card Talk. This variation on card talk introduces students' ideas related to the topic under study. It activates background knowledge and also helps to build schema in students who might not have much experience with the topic at hand. You can ask students to sketch on the front and back of their cards or just on one side, depending on your goals for the day. In the first cycle of Year One and Beyond, one guided oral input option is to ask students to sketch about their personal preferences uh, or settings they have known to support their work in describing preferences, thoughts, opinions, and settings. There are three components to consider when you design a prompt for academic card talk. One, content objectives. The choice of topic that you ask students to share about will determine the vocabulary that will be needed to discuss the cards. While you cannot control the exact vocabulary that will be needed in a truly communicative discussion of the student's ideas, you can design a prompt that will elicit a certain category or semantic set of vocabulary, like foods places in town, clothing, family members, etc. Two, language objectives. The way that you angle the topic will determine the language functions that will be needed to conduct the discussion. For instance, in order to elicit language that describes in the past, you can ask students to share sketches of places they have lived in the past or visited in the past or previous teachers' classrooms or schools they've attended in the past. Just as with regular card talk, it's best to mentally pre-select two or three cards that are related in some way. Perhaps they both drew the same food, but one student asserts it's the best and another considers it the worst. Or they have the same best animal, but different worst animals. This, again, helps to deepen the conversation and the interest in the topic. Again, you'll want to involve the rest of the class in the conversation after just a few statements regarding the first students by asking through a show of hands who also thinks that it's the best or the worst or shares their opinion. Then you can have the original students look at their classmates' opinions and model mock astonishment at those who share their opinion or disagree with them. To deepen the conversation in subsequent lessons, you can bring in pictures that illustrate the students' answers. After conducting the first lesson in which you talk about a few students' cards, you can collect all the cards 
and do a Google image search to locate interesting pictures of what students drew on their cards. For instance, if you had students draw settings they have known or settings they would like to visit or places they would like to live, then you can locate some images of some of the places that students drew and bring them to class the next day. So you can combine a picture talk using those images with a discussion of the student's cards. You can either bring in pictures related to cards you talked about during the first lesson, or you can bring in pictures that relate to students' cards that you haven't yet been able to discuss. Having these pictures makes the academic card talk much more engaging and allows you to use the visual support provided by the images to say much more than you could without the picture, because you can point to elements of the picture to, to support students' comprehension of what you're saying during the discussion. This document goes on to talk about card talk prompts that allow you to communicate on IB themes. Now, these IB themes are the older IB themes, so you might need to tweak them or change them slightly to fit the new IB themes. And the AP themes are in development, but a lot of AP themes and IB themes kind of overlap. So if you're an AP teacher or a pre-AP teacher, you can look at these card talk prompts and find ideas and ways to angle them or tweak them or modify them to fit the new prompts and the AP prompts. For instance, in the individuals and society theme, there are several ideas. So you could have a card talk about daily routines on the front. What was your daily routine in elementary school or in middle school or when you were five years old? And on the back, what's your daily routine now? So that is going to be talking in the past tense when they're doing the front, their old routine, and in the present tense when they're doing the back, which is their daily routine now. Um, personal details. On the front, who was your best friend in grade one? Or who was your best friend when you were 10? So that's the past tense. And on the back, who is your best friend now? So that's the present tense. There's all kinds of different prompts in here that you can check out in the PDF that I linked to in the notes.